1: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Oh, here we go.
2: It's over, folks. We made it through. Pat yourself on the back. Maybe that back's a little sore from clearing your driveway. We made it. We're hearty. We did it. So let's play a uh, a special edition, if we can, Dave. Special edition of Overrated, Underrated, Properly Rated. The February storm of 2023 was overrated, underrated, or properly rated. 651-461-9226 would love a phone call. Maybe it's one specific aspect of the storm that you think was overrated or underrated or properly rated. I'll go first. By the way, Adam Carter in for Chad all week. One more day tomorrow to do it. Dave Harrigan also here. I'm going to throw you a curveball here, old Dave. I'm going to say the storm was underrated. Oh, Underrated. How about that? I want to hear some more. Is this straight from the snow cone? Ah, uh, the snow cone definitely was overrated. I'll be good to get that out there right away. I had to move the snow cone today just to kind of give it. The snow cone never—I don't know. Maybe the material that the snow cone is made out of somehow repels snow. I have—I think more has to do with where I put it and the wind was howling where it was, so it didn't really catch any snow. But there was no snow buildup around the snow cone. Hashtag snow cone whatsoever but i i told snow cone them, of misinformation that's right fake news snow cone <laughs> uh so but i had to ride the bit until it was all until it was done so i placed it out front today and, fr- and i just tweeted our lineup show lineup today by the way great show lineup at ac 830 and i put the snow cone out front where there's a significant pile of snow just to give it a little uh a little depth, a little, uh, little relativity, relativity, how how deep that snow is. So the snow cone was a uh, that was overrated, but the storm itself underrated, and here's why. It was there was a tremendous buildup, a buildup like you've never seen before. And then there was skepticism, which we love to do. Skeptical, we were, we were skeptical. Oh come on, it's not going to snow that much. Uh, meteorologists didn't know what they're talking about. Hey, come on. And even I, as I went to bed last night and I looked out the front window, I saw half my driveway still was free of snow because it was so windy and half the driveway had a little bit of drifting to it. So I thought maybe, wow, could I wake up tomorrow with just very minimal driveway clearage needed to be done? No. Woke up this morning, significant amount of snow on my driveway. Uh, at least a foot of snow on my driveway where the drifting was. So, we and I, t- I brought it up yesterday. I said, we're going to tempt fate here. And sure enough, we tempted fate. We still got a lot of snow overnight. And the, uh, the snow banks where I've cleared my driveway now are huge, are massive, just as big as any storm I can remember. So, with that being said, all that being said, the the are tempting of fate, thinking that the storm wasn't all it was cracked up to be, and old man Winter said, <laughs> oh, wait a minute, smacked us in the face, and that made it underrated, an underrated snowstorm for February. What do you, what do you got?
3: I, uh, As far as the storm itself, I think I'm going properly rated. Properly rated. Properly rated because I think in some ways it may have been a little overrated. Some ways it may have been a little underrated. Uh-huh. So let's, let's shoot, it in the, shoot it down the middle there. Um, yeah, we talked with Paul yesterday. He talked about the scale he uses mm-hmm. when it comes to a snowfall, the nuisance, plowable, or crippling. Right. And he was referring to the snow that came yesterday and then into today certainly mm-hmm. as what would be in the crippling category or bordering mm-hmm. on crippling. I don't think it was crippling. You don't think it was crippling? I think it was definitely very much plowable.
2: Uh, Let me ask you this though: what what would be crippling in the state of Minnesota? I mean, what? Like I said, you know, we handle snow a lot better than other places do. That's just a fact, just because we get it all the time. Mm-hmm. But what, like, what would be crippling? I mean, schools closed, airport was shut down, basically. Isn't that crippling? To an extent.
3: But I was able to get out of my neighborhood before it was plowed. Yeah, you know, it may have been plowed sometime overnight, but there were certainly a few inches. <laughs> I was plowed overnight.
2: <laughs> hey, no one was doubting That's that. That's What you're going to be getting for three hours, folks. Oh, maybe just... get close to the mic get close to the radio. Uh huh.
3: Um, was it crippling? I, I guess yeah. You could say the airport was shut down. Certainly, in schools, and many people stayed off the roads, which was. Very helpful, I'm sure, for making it a not-so-crippling event. Uh, but when I drove in today, and it was a little later than usual, I mm-hmm. left my house a little after 10, uh, I was 45 MPH all the way. You know, and t- tip of the cap to out on 94. They were uh, – yeah. that was tremendous. It was a it was a very nice, easy drive. couple spots where snow was over the roadways where you had to ease off a little bit. No cars out, right? Make sure you got through – uh, very light traffic. I, I will say, and uh, I spoke with Jordan a little bit earlier because she wanted to uh, know how the drive was, but as I got on 94 in Woodbury, getting going down a little cloverleaf to get on 94, there were three plows coming in a line, as as everyone has seen. Mm-hmm. And so I paused on the ramp, let them get in front of me, and figured, hey, I'll just cruise in behind them. It'll be great. And immediately when I got behind them, I saw four vehicles, one of which was a semi, flooring it into the unplowed left lane to get by the snowplow. Jeez. <laughs> what a bunch of clowns. I know. <laughs> and I, easily. honest to God, I said a little prayer to myself, just spin out. Just spin out in the ditch. Oh. Nobody get hurt. No accidents. No, Nobody get But. Come on, let's let's teach somebody a lesson here because you're all a bunch of morons. Well, my
2: wife represents a bunch of trucking lines. Uh insurance does insurance for a bunch of trucking lines, so hopefully that semi wasn't one of hers. Uh we definitely don't want that to happen. But yeah, I know. It's like you've got a you've got an army of snowplows ahead of you. If you can just go the speed limit. It was kind of cool. That same thing happened to me yesterday. I was going south on 35W and I was behind the the uh the armada of snow plows. it was kind of cool. It is cool, and You're everybody going was smoke. going the same speed, and it was just like, "Well, we're just—we're driving on freshly cleared roads. No big deal." <laughs> yes, we're gonna—we're all gonna make it. Yeah. We're gonna be just fine, and you get to watch the uh, the plows in action. It's kind of fun. Kind of fun. Uh, some text coming in. Properly rated, eighteen inches in Hopkins, Minnetonka. Others led to much less traffic congestion, easier for plows, less accidents. The criticism. Douglas and other meteorologists are receiving is ridiculous. I agree. Crippling is when you have to shovel first in order to plow. Yeah, I had to do that coming out of the garage. Overrated. No one died in car accidents or froze to death. I guess that's what (laughs) it's underrated if people die. (laughs) Nobody died. It's overrated. Uh, Overrated, Adam. I'm sure Jim Cantor, the Weather Channel, might concur. I don't know. He was here. He's got to make something out of it. Snowstorm was close to as predicted, but not that big of a deal for older guys that have been around a while. Younger people are spoiled and uh, might not get their $6 coffee the same. Boo, okay. (laughs) That's right. It's millennials. That's Mm -hmm. why it's it's yeah. It's the
3: millennials. We're the only ones that like uh, Starbucks and Caribou. (laughs) That's right.
2: And have never seen snow before. Oh, my goodness. Massively overrated. Not even close to historic. Can't even be a top 20. Well, we're still waiting, right? I mean, if it got 16 inches at the airport which is bizarre because we other places got 18 for sure. It's got to be 16 or more at the airport to get into the top 10. So I still think that's pretty. That's a big deal. Uh, roads, North Metro fine, entire time, went to work this morning, 65 MPH on 65. Wow. Um, properly rated by warning everyone kept people safe. So overrated. Properly rated storm. Properly rated, overrated. 651-461-9226. More of your texts. Give us a call and explain. Why you think the storm was overrated, underrated,
0: properly rated. Adam Carter, WCCO 1216. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.
1: Minimum of four lines for twenty five dollars per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto autopay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at twenty four monthly bill credits for all qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due thirty five dollars per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. dot com.
2: Charlie Dagada is a foreign correspondent for CBS News. He was in Kiev one year ago tomorrow. That's when Russia invaded Ukraine, and we will talk to Charlie Dagada coming up in about. uh Fifteen minutes from now, that is going to be on a Zoom call, so it'll kind of sound a little different on the radio. But uh, looking forward to talking to Charlie about uh, one year later when not a lot of people thought this war would go one year. Uh, And it went remarkably, has gone remarkably different than uh, many had anticipated. We're starting, though, talking about the storm. And by the way, uh, just from the newsroom, fresh in, just in, this just in, the winter storm warnings have all been allowed to expire. They all expired at noon, except in far northern Minnesota, north of Brainerd, through Hinkley, there's a storm watch until 6 o'clock. So was the storm properly rated, underrated, or overrated? Todd has called in on the City's One Plumbing Talk and text line. Ch- Todd, you say what?
1: Hey, Adam, how's it going? Good, man. my first time. Love um, it. I'm one of those guys up there delivering food to people. I'm going to say slightly overrated. Um, okay. Paul on the Jordana show said... Officially it was ten point one at the airport and twelve in Rosemont. So I'm gonna go slightly overrated.
2: Slightly overrated. Uh, so you you were delivering all through it?
1: Still doing it. Still I'm on do- the run right now.
2: Any uh <laughs> any any problems for you or did you come out uh, pretty pretty much unscathed?
1: Unscathed so far. The uh, deductible's intact, and um, and people are tipping well. So yeah, it's, it's been a good time.
2: Good. I'm glad people were tipping well. They should if they're uh, forcing people to come out and deliver their stuff for them. They should tip well. Todd, thank you very much uh, for the call. Glad. Uh, and it's hard to argue with Todd. I mean, he was out out in it, out amongst out amongst them, as John Hines used to say. Uh, and it's pretty tough to argue if he says slightly overrated. Now, is that true? Is so? Well, Ten inches. That was it. That's all they got at the at the airport. Boy, that's hard to believe because it seems like um, we got quite a bit of snow here. Somebody texted in 21 and a half in Cottage Grove. That's a lot of snow. I don't know if that's an official count or if that was just in this person's yard, but that is a lot of snow. 651-461-9226. Uh, here's what's overrated. The Star Tribune comparing hunkering down over the last two days to the COVID lockdown. <laughs> Come on. Be better, Star. <laughs> Hashtag do better, Star Tribune. Are we really saying, boy, it was just like COVID, briefly? Or even to make that comparison, like, oh, you know, we're, we're kind of used to this. Uh, we learned a lot of lessons during COVID. Come on. We've all, been, we've all been in the house for a day or two, even before COVID and handled it fine. It's a little ridiculous. A little bit of a stretch there, Dave, to uh, equate this to the COVID lockdown.
3: Are you saying there's a difference between the COVID lockdown and what was happening there, and not going out in public and things like that.
2: There's a difference between that, and I hope. Well, coming I, I home hope from so. Last
3: night and then staying <laughs> home with
2: your kids today. I sure hope so. I hope we didn't all go back onto the internet and come up with videos on why somehow this snowstorm was fake about how it just it was all. But that's that's kind of where we're at, though. I mean, yeah, there's some good natured pushback as to oh you meteorologists but there's a lot of like people who are just beside themselves upset that uh oh how could you how could you forecast this and if getting everybody nervous and scared it's like (laughs) somebody i saw somebody on twitter earlier today say would it be the same for tornadoes? Like if you told me to go to my basement because there's a tornado bearing down, and if I come up and my house is not destroyed, do you get mad too? You said you said my house was going to get destroyed by that tornado. How dare you do something like that? Exactly. Yeah, it, that hit my neighbor's house, not my house. <laughs> right. Why didn't you tell me to go downstairs? Exactly.
3: No, I could have pa- stayed upstairs. Paul had it right when he— Fear-mongering. When Paul joined you yesterday and said, look, I could go into somebody's backyard and say you're going to get— uh, thirteen point seven inches of snow, and be right on the money. Yes, <laughs> and they would still find a way to complain exactly. about. Well, I mean, there's thirteen seven here, but it's thirteen six
2: over there, Paul. Right. I, Come I mean, on, this is a, this. How do you know this isn't a drift? I mean, is this really this amount of snow? <laughs> uh, back to the text line. by the way, call in if you if you're like Todd, maybe you agree with me. I again, my theory, I say it's underrated in the fact that yes, we had these doom and gloom forecasts. Saying, boy, the models are, and it's, what do you, I mean, what are they supposed to do, too, if if, uh, if they have five or four uh, models that they rely on, and they're all telling you the same thing? You're just going to say, I don't, I don't trust these models. I got a gut feeling about this one. I'm just going to go a rogue on this one and say, no, it's not going to be that big of a deal.
3: <laughs> I don't <laughs> believe in science. <laughs> I did my own I research.
2: I <laughs> <laughs> I, yes, I'm a meteorologist. I went to school for it and studied all this, but uh, I'm not going with the science on this one. I'm going gut feeling on this one. <laughs> I've been here before. It ain't going to happen. No. So, I mean, we had the hype, and then we kind of yesterday, well, it's like, well, it stopped, snow stopped, blue sky. I mean, is it really going to snow? And even when I got home, like I drove home, the drive uh, wasn't terrible coming home. So I'm thinking, oh, maybe it won't be as bad. Get up today. It was, it was a sock. It was a big sock of snow, uh, and it took me a while to clear the driveway, and it was a significant snowfall. So I'm saying, underrated. Underrated. Did the uh, did the snow clearing
3: process go okay? Did you take care of the folks that don't have a snowblower by you? I did not. I'm
2: sorry. Wow. Okay. Well, I had a show to do. I mean, I've, i could, uh, I mean, I could have still been out there and said, you know what, I'm not going to do the show. I got busy helping my fellow man. I mean, you could have gotten up early. I could have. Well, there's <laughs> still time. I mean, if I go out when I'm done here and people still need a hand, you know what I got to do is the uh, fire hydrant. I'll always be the good guy to clear the fire hydrant. Mm. For the fire department. Um, and also a texter. Where's that text to remind me of something? Uh, oh, yeah. Adam, might want to check your outside gas meter. Mine was halfway covered with the blowing snow. Should keep it clean from snow and not covered up. Tip for the day. Have a great show. That is a good tip. Probably want to check out that gas meter. That's dangerous if those gas meters get covered up. Uh, 18 inches on my deck in water from a texter. To 651 on the City's One Plumbing Talk and Text Line. The storm is best described as pretty weenie. Nah, come on. And who says pretty weenie anymore? Um this this is from Tom, Frequent Texter. Tom, the storm redeemed itself late. As snowstorms go, it was a more uh more grower grower than shower. Never heard that term. Do you know what that means, Dave?
3: Mm, I have a hunch of what it means, but Growler, I've never heard maybe? It
2: Growler than shower? I don't know. Storm, <laughs> storm storm is properly rated. Kept idiots off the road until plows got up there to do their thing. I will say this. I heard, unless I'm just missing the news about um, but the both St. Paul and Minneapolis opening up parking spaces, at least unless I hear differently. Must have been a rounding success rousing success excuse me because I haven't have you heard any complaints about that? I don't know how you could complain about free parking that's what I'm saying free parking and I mean if that worked, that should be the new thing get as many cars to those parking lots as you can so they can plow the streets as much as possible and avoid ticketing and towing um, so bravo let's keep that going. yeah, that was a g- very good idea. 19 inches in eastern cottage grove so yeah that's a couple different reports now from cottage grove that they got uh, lots of snow i mean that 19 inches is a lot of snow uh wednesday definitely overrated no snow all school day school was closed back uh, in my day back in my day at least we ha- it had to be snowing thursday was worse but still overrated uh they predicted each phase of the storm helps everyone um Okay, somebody clarifying what Tom meant, what Tom was mentioning, and apparently it has to uh, re- refer to penis size. So, uh, whatever. Um, yeah, and this one—it's hard to argue. I mean, they had predictions pretty accurately of how the storm would progress. And yes, I mean, Paul said it yesterday. It's impossible to predict exactly how much snow is going to fall, but it still was in the realm of possibility. And I'm saying the storm was underrated. And what I say goes from now on. Uh, we will take a break. Charlie Daggett, foreign correspondent for CBS News. He was in Kiev when uh, Russia attacked Ukraine a year ago tomorrow. Tomorrow is the one-year anniversary of the start of the war. We'll uh, chat with him about the last year and what it means moving forward. That's coming up on CCO. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. charlie said this would be over in uh, months if not days uh, and just your description of how at least you, some ukrainians have learned just to live with what's going on it's hard not to at least admire ukraine's fight in all of this here we are a year later like i said many thought it'd be over already
4: yeah you know adam you make an interesting point because the the, the ukrainians don't have and we actually we don't have a word for anniversary when we talk about anniversary, it's something to celebrate, right? Columbus, it's, right? It's something that you have cake and balloons. They don't mark it as an anniversary. There's nothing to celebrate here. Right. But when we talk about the resilience of the Ukrainian people, which has been extraordinary, and it's not just sort of legendary, you know, it it, 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 it would be easy. There, there, there are all kinds of courageous people all over the world, and I've seen it in all the times that I've been, been covering uh, conflict zones. But this is to the man and woman, they are working through the situation that they're dealing with in in terms of raising arms, in terms of raising an army, in terms of feeding everybody, in terms of the resilience, in terms of living their life. And this is why it is so very important when they talk, and I'm not waving the flag for Ukraine here, I'm just talking about the the, the atmosphere and the feeling on the ground where they see... um, allies like the United States and others, Europe, providing the weapons. When President Biden comes here, it, it, it increases the morale and they realize that this is, this is an illegal invasion uh, from Russia and they have stood strong and stood tough. But when, when you get out to these places where the level of damage and destruction is just extraordinary and even in places where people you know, haven't been killed, where they're going after the infrastructure it's bitterly cold well you know what bitterly cold means imagine if you don't have your electricity or your power or running water but you have that for months through the winter it, it is crippling yet they continue to have this sort of resolve because the, the freedom and the intensity and the liberation and defense of their nation is, is tantamount to everything that's going on here and it's it's really hard when you get st- when it gets right down to street level. It, it just comes down to grit, and I, I'm astonished and um, I admire them every day for what they're doing.
2: Charlie Daggett, foreign correspondent for CBS. I know your time is short. One last question, quickly for you though. I mean, is there any clearer picture as to how this ends, um, with no sign that Vladimir Putin would simply say, "Okay, it's not working for us. We're
4: done." <laughs> Yeah, Adam, it's the how. I, President Putin doubled down, right? He he yep. said that Russia cannot be defeated on the battlefield. It doesn't get more black and white than that. I don't even know where where would I, I can't even call it victory. Where where would a, a resolution or or a peace come for him? He 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 had wanted to to make a certain uh, territorial gains around the Donbass and Lugansk region where. Russian forces or Russian separatists had already advanced as far as President Zelensky is concerned, as far as the West is concerned, as far as President Biden is concerned, it's liberation of all of Ukraine and certainly in terms of President Zelensky, that includes Crimea. So you now have a rock and a hard place. You have two capable militaries fighting one another along this, this fault line. And I... I, I fear for what's going to happen. I, I think what's happened in the past may just be a shadow of what's going to happen in the future because the next few months will, will really determine which way this conflict goes.
2: Charlie Daggett of CBS News, thank you so much for the time and thank you for your great reporting and stay safe, sir. Thank you so much.
4: Thank you. Thank you. There he goes. Charlie Daggett from CBS News,
2: News Talk 830, WCCO. We'll be back after this. Such is life. You, uh, When CBS makes a foreign correspondent available, you jump at the chance to have him on, especially somebody who was in Kiev when Russia launched, launched the attack against Ukraine. And we were offered that over Zoom, and Zoom sometimes works with our system of radio, and sometimes it doesn't. That's why it was just a little clunky getting into it. Uh, but that is life. We just we thought it was a... Opportunity we couldn't pass up to talk to Charlie Daggett, who um, again was in Kiev when uh, Russia launched the invasion, and tomorrow's the one year. And I, I, he he brought it up, and I it, I say this all the time: anniversary is such a strange word. It marks one year since the invasion started. Yeah, obviously nobody's celebrating the start of a war, but the fact that the war is still going a year later, when U.S. intelligence, everybody who had significant knowledge. Of Russia was saying it's going to be a month, two, maybe three months, and they'll take Ukraine. And here we are a year later, and Russia has suffered what two hundred thousand casualties. Uh, the British estimate. British intelligence estimates. I was reading this piece this morning on they're called wet, this Wagner um, group. It's strange, uh but these are Russian prisoners who are fighting on the front lines of this war. Basically, they were given uh they were had their convictions thrown out, whatever they were serving time for, if they decided to join this Wagner faction and go to fight for Russia. So, it described this scene of these prisoners in this Russian prison, taken out to the courtyard, and here comes a helicopter lands, and this general gets out and says, we need fighters. If you choose to fight, you'll be a free man once this war is over. And how a lot of these prisoners jumped at this chance, said, yes, I'll go fight for Russia, knowing that I'll be a free man on the other side, and that it has nothing to do with fighting for Russia. It has nothing to do with the lies that are being told by the Russian government about uh, what Ukraine is doing, the propaganda they're using to try to get public support behind this war. It's simply the fact that if I make it out alive, I'll be a free man. And a lot of them are not making it out alive because they're on the front lines and they're fighting, and many of them are dying. And for the ones who suddenly show up in a war zone and say, I don't want to do this anymore, the ones who flee, they're shot on site too. Uh, just, it's just an incredible picture into, I guess, a Russia and a Russian military that a lot of people got wrong about how strong it is, how effective it would be. And it is just startling to me that here we are a year later and the resilience and the ability of uh, UK- the Ukrainian army obviously, with the help of the West, has been able to keep Russia at bay for this long. But we heard Charlie Daggett to say it. What's the end endgame? If anybody thinks Vladimir Putin is going to say, well, this isn't working for us, I guess uh, we'll take our toys and go home and have fun. Ukraine, you're an independent country, and we'll no longer uh, do this. That's, there's no chance that's going to happen. I don't see... A, a scenario where that happens and where does this end and how much will the u.s. continue to get involved along with our partners in the west in europe it's um, a scary thought charlie daggett too by the way handsome gentleman i don't know if you've seen him uh his picture dave he's kind of got a uh, george clooney look about him
3: which and- isn't bad
2: yeah, if you're looking like George Clooney and you're a foreign correspondent, I think you're doing pretty good.
3: I think you've uh, you've done okay. Yeah, going off of what you were talking about mm-hmm. with the uh, with the war and how we've hit one year and like you said, everybody who knew anything about Russia and yep. their military might assumed this would be a quick walk to Kiev. Yep, and this would be done within a month. And I, I think it certainly goes a lot to what Russia really is like. Yeah. How how strong their military actually is or isn't, I guess I should say. Uh, but also I think it's just it's it's something to say about the human spirit and having something to fight for. Yes. You know, having you know the, the Ukrainian military, the Ukrainian people, I shouldn't say just the military, just the people themselves, uh having something that, you know, having their lives to fight for. They don't want their lives taken away from them. They don't Want to be taken over by Russia? They want, you know, they want to be free. They want to be living in a free Ukraine, and to keep it going as long as they have, and to have the success they've had against the Russian military, which, as you said, brought um, prisoners into fight. Yeah. yeah, and we've seen, we've heard a lot about Russian military. You know, they get they get over in Ukraine and they start questioning. Well, why are we here? You know, we've been we've been told a lot by Vladimir Putin. We've been told a lot by state media why we are here, what what the purpose is here. And they go into Ukraine and they say, hmm, not happening. I think we've been hoodwinked. Yeah. I think we've been lied to. And at that point, you're not going to fight hard. You know, you're going to fight to save yourself. Mm-hmm. But I don't think you're, uh, you're, you don't have nearly the spirit in the fight as uh, the Ukrainian military and the U- Ukrainian people did and, and still do.
2: It's just such a concept that is so foreign, um, thankfully, to those of us here in in the United States, where living in a war zone, uh, living, uh, coming under attack by another uh, military power, that, and you made such a good point on when when that's all you have to fight for. If that's everything to you, then you're going to do whatever it takes, and it should be applauded. Again, it's they've been aided by. European NATO countries, they've been aided by the United States. And is this a proxy war for us against Russia? It sure seems that way. And when we hear talk of you know, China uh, and Russia uh, you know, communicating, China providing aid, that's just, I mean, it doesn't take a lot to connect dots from, okay, here we are now. If this continues to happen, if these two powers align to see a scenario, where things would get downright scary and dangerous. And even for the United States on the other side of the world, wondering, hmm, how close is this going to come to another world war, what we think would be a worst-case scenario? It doesn't take that big of a leap to think about that, and that's where the United States right now, that's why so many are torn about this, is how much should the U.S. be getting involved in this. But if at the same time, if you look at Ukraine and if, I mean, like a year ago, we thought, okay, if Russia marches right to Kiev and takes takes Ukraine, then what's next? Is it going to stop? No, because Vladimir Putin is trying to put the Russian Empire together again. And it's not even so much the USSR, the Soviet Union. It's more of like, you know, the the, the Russia, of the czarist Russia the empire of Russia, and at some point you step in and you try to stop that, and I don't think you can argue that U.S. involvement right now hasn't been effective and hasn't been unwarranted. I just think that, and I know it's a tough sell for a lot of people. It's a tough sell for many of people of Congress, and I'm not, I'm not saying, you know, the, the folks in Congress who say that, you know, we'd like a little more information about where this money is, it is a lot of money. It's a, it's an ungodly amount of money that we're sending to Ukraine. And could that money be spent elsewhere? Of course it could. There's so much that could be funded here. And I I, I, I I would I would expect members of Congress, Republican, Democrat, independent, to question, make sure we know exactly what we're spending money on. But I think if you look at the history of the world and war is how wars in europe have historically gone that this was not a fight worth taking i think it absolutely was um lots to cover uh today great show uh booked by dave harrigan not only uh, charlie daggett from cbs and if you missed that conversation by the way if you're just jumping on with us and the reason we're talking about ukraine because tomorrow will mark one year since russia invaded ukraine you can go back to the podcast uh, and listen to that conversation with Charlie Daggett, who was in Kiev when uh, when the Russians invaded. Wherever you get your podcast, the Chad Hartman podcast, uh, you can just go to com uh, slash podcast and get it that way. But there'll be plenty to listen to today, because coming up, uh, Congresswoman Angie Craig will be joining me. This is, uh, our, I believe, her first time on WCCO Radio since she was attacked in her apartment in Washington, D.C. We want to ask her about that. We also want to ask her about the fallout that she's experienced because of some reports and on Fox News suggesting that she was a, a defund the police and callous lies, basically saying she got what she deserved and the continued harassment she's facing. Lots to talk to her about um, when she joins us uh, on the John Schuster Cole Banker hotline at 108. And then I saw this article yesterday from the University of Minnesota. We've talked about AI, artificial intelligence, for quite a bit, this chat GPT thing where people can, you know, ask any kind of question and get any kind of uh, answer from artificial intelligence. Well, what about artificial intelligence when it comes to health care? How comfortable are we uh, as a people to allow artificial intelligence to aid in the care of us or others when we need it uh, medically. That's an interesting conversation. The University of Minnesota actually just got a big grant to study that. So we're going to be talking to somebody from the University of Minnesota about efforts to investigate and look into AI and how that will change healthcare in the United States of America. So that conversation will be at 1:35, and then Joy Summers, the delightful uh, Star Tribune food columnist, will join us later in the show today at 2:35 to talk about fish fries. It is Lenten season now, that means fish fries. Uh, the VFW, you got to hit some, you got to go to a good old-fashioned VFW to get a fish fry. Uh, Dave, when uh, when you, when you uh, pick out a fish fry to go to, it, any come to mind? It, the dirtier, the better. Kind of the the dingier the place, the better. I'm fine with that.
3: Yeah, I mean you've yeah. got the the standard church fish fry, which is fine. That's okay, but uh, you know a nice dive bar church fry, uh, fish fry, or uh, I mean VFW. I don't think there's. Do you do better than that? I don't know.
2: No, you don't. Church basements. Um, that's that's the that's the go to spot fish fry so joy summers will join us at 235 to talk about the best spots for uh getting that fish fry now that it's uh the season the lenten season adam carter in for chad hartman who is uh somewhere in the uh, vast pacific ocean in uh, hawaii he's enjoying it if you follow him on twitter he's sent us a couple of tweets from hawaii where the wind is blowing but uh, sure looks nice with the pacific ocean crashing in lots more to come but angie craig Minnesota's Congress uh, member of Congress from the 2nd District will join us coming up on News Talk 830 WCCO. Lots to talk to the Congresswoman about. Stay tuned. That's coming up
0: after CBS News. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on What's in Your Podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.